Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell is this? Listen, Sister Mary Sunshine. This isn't going to be that kind of episode. Shit's about to get real. I mean, you saw the title, right? Why would you play something like this? It's called So Here's the Deal. Not the So Here's Some Rainbow and Sunshine. All right, princess. This is the part where you head over to the liquor cabinet and you grab something stronger than that juice box you got there. Okay? Go on. We'll wait right here. Welcome to the new and improved So Here's the Deal podcast. If you're a returning listener, I want to thank you for sticking with me through this transition and revamping of the show. If you are a new listener, I want to welcome you and thank you for giving me a chance to earn your trust and listenership. This podcast is all about me sharing my experiences and life stories in the hope that in some way, somehow, you are able to glean from them a life lesson or two. Maybe avoid some of the pitfalls that I found myself in, or at the very least be entertained by the sheer stupidity and lack of self-awareness I am often guilty of. My pie-in-the-sky dream and hope for this podcast is that it will eventually become a resource of information that you can use to help you navigate life's challenges. So let me start off by saying to those of you who don't know me, I'm a bit of a smart ass, and that's putting it lightly. I'm always cracking off some sort of joke or comment to get a laugh. Yeah, I know. It's a defense mechanism. We'll, we'll get to that in a later episode. But that introduction you heard in the very beginning, where I was channeling my inner Deadpool, who, by the way, I love because who doesn't? And of course, Ryan Reynolds' delivery of punchlines, does it get any better than that? No, but that intro pretty much lets you know exactly what you are in for. And as you should be, I am sure each and every one of you were thinking to yourself, Oh, I get it. He's brilliant. And to be honest, you're not wrong. But this is the part where I explain to you that I am not a therapist or mental health professional. I'm just a guy with a microphone who has some stories to tell. Could they help you out with some sage wisdom? Maybe. Will they entertain you? I hope so. But by no means should you take mental health advice from me. That's what the professionals are for. Instead, think of me as a really good-looking and brilliant storyteller who has the voice of an angel made for radio and podcasting and can be your personal confidant, support animal, or that guy you know who gives some pretty solid advice for an idiot. So again, thank you all for listening. Now let's get on with today's episode. All right, so I named this episode Psychobabble Bullshit for a reason. And that's because for a very long time, 
I quite honestly thought that's what the whole mental health industry was. I thought it was just a bunch of psychobabble bullshit. I didn't think it could help me in any way, shape or form and that I could figure out life on my own and that, you know, I can do it all myself. Now, that's a pretty bold statement and probably not what I should be saying, considering this is supposed to be one of those podcasts that actually gives you some advice and help. I know, counterintuitive, but my life's full of that. Anyway, the point is, is that I always thought it was psychobabble bullshit. I never really put any weight or validity into the entire process. But then something happened. I met a really great woman that I wanted to have a relationship with, but I knew that I had quote unquote baggage and did not want to project my expectations from my ex-wife onto her and this new relationship. So I was looking for ways to prevent myself from making the same mistakes again that I had made in previous relationships. So I wasn't initially 100% on board with going to therapy because I didn't necessarily believe that they could help me resolve my issues. But what I did know and what I was smart enough to understand at the time was at the very least, I could use my therapist as a sounding board and tell them what I did in the past to make sure I wasn't doing what I always did in past relationships with this one. Does that make sense? So what's the worst that could have possibly happened, right? I have someone that I can use to say, hey, I did this and it didn't go well. Why is that? Figure it out. <laughs> I literally would go into the sessions in my head at the beginning, like the very first few sessions I would go into, I would go into it struggling with the idea of sitting in a room on a couch with a therapist. The, the office that uh, the guy had, um, it was it was your typical sterile kind of office, right? But he had some a big cushy couch or a chair and, you know, these like there was like this dog stuffed dog fluffy pillow thing. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, great, here we go. This is going to be your atypical therapist session, right? The struggle was evident to him from the very first session. Whenever I walked in, he, he kind of got that I wasn't really putting much into this, but God love him. He, he let me talk and, you know, he helped coach me talk to put it to you. I didn't know what to say or how to even start the conversation with him. So he, he helped me in that regard. And the funny thing is, is that we had that first session where we literally just talked about who I was and him getting to know me. And he knew the reason I was there because I didn't want to mess up this relationship that I had found myself in. And so the interesting thing that he did in that very first session was that he would not let me physically leave until I recited this. And it was, I am worthy of love and I deserve to be in a loving relationship. I resisted that and he insisted that he said, fake it till you make it. Or in this case, until you believe it. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I get the sentiment, you know, but I'm not going to say that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I eventually did break down and say it because, you know, 
he, he was not letting me leave that room until I said that. So I said it and he didn't believe it, nor did I really try to fake it at that point in time. Right. So I come back in a week and we have more sessions. And in the second, third, fourth session, as we're sitting there, I would always, you know, we'd, we'd talk and then it would get close to the end of the hour. And I would always look at him and say, OK, this is the point where you tell me some psychobabble bullshit that I'm supposed to chew on for the next week. You know, tell me that nugget of wisdom or that whatever uh, that's going to try and help me. Right. Give me that psychobabble bullshit. And he would he would take it with a smile and then give me some advice. The epiphany happened about the third. No, it was probably the fourth or fifth session that we had. Um, because in that session, we started discussing the concept of compassion and grace. And he, he wrote a quote or he said a quote of uh, live a lifestyle of grace. That really hit home with me. He was explaining to me that the lifestyle of grace and compassion starts with giving grace and compassion to yourself first and then everyone else after that. It's difficult to do the second part without doing the first one. So you've got to give grace and compassion to yourself first before you can give it to anybody else. And that part really hit home with me. My take of that is that the first part of that, where you're supposed to grant the uh, grace and compassion to yourself, uh, that's no walk in the park. And my therapist totally agrees with that, that it is definitely harder to accomplish. And the question is, why is that? Why do we find it so hard to give ourselves grace and compassion whenever we're dealing with something that we're going through or that we're struggling with? Right. We, we give it to other people all the time. I mean, how many times can you think of where you were talking to a friend and they may have screwed up? They may have done something wrong, wronged you, wronged another friend, a family member, girlfriend, spouse, partner, whatever. And you give them grace and compassion and tell them, oh, you know, everybody makes mistakes. It's OK. You can work on it. You can get better. At least you're recognizing it and you're doing something about it. But we hardly ever do that for ourselves. Right. And so that part really hit home with me. And I remember sitting there on that couch, just kind of hanging my head with my eyes probably wide open and thinking, Holy crap, there's something to this psycho babble bullshit. And just as I was thinking that, he looked at me and grinned and he goes, Yeah, there may be something to this psycho babble bullshit after all, huh? And man, we both had a really good laugh at that. And I say, Yeah, there, there really may be something to this. But I left with that question in my head about why. Why is it so hard for me? to grant myself that grace and compassion. Do you ever feel like life is just one big messy situation? Yeah, we've all been there. But here's the deal. On our podcast, So Here's the Deal, we're all about sharing stories and learning from each other to clean up our personal and emotional relationships. But you know what else? Our physical environment plays a crucial role in our overall well-being. When our surroundings are clean and organized, our minds can rest easy and our stress levels stay low. 
That's where DeVere Chemical comes in. DeVere Chemical provides top-notch cleaning solutions to keep your home, office, or business sparkling clean and sanitized. They understand that a clean space protects your mental sanity and safeguards your family, friends, and customers. So, if you're ready to take control of your environment and create a sanctuary for yourself, head over to DeVere Chemical's website today. They have a wide range of products to meet all your cleaning needs. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Remember, life is messy, but with DeVere Chemical, you'll be equipped to handle whatever comes your way. Visit DeVere Chemical's website at DeVereChemical.com and start cleaning up your world today. Because when it comes to finding balance and peace of mind, sometimes all you need is a clean slate. DeVere Chemical the key to a cleaner life. So once I got home from that session where I had that epiphany and breakthrough, I literally wrote down on a post-it note uh, what my therapist said about living a lifestyle of grace and compassion. And I still have that post-it note in my desk drawer to this day. My therapist never knew that that was such an important and pivotal point in my progression um, until I was explaining to him about recording this episode and talking about our uh, the beginning of our relationship and how I wrote that down. And I actually sent him a picture of it because we do virtual sessions now and we do them on Zoom. And so I actually sent him a photo on my phone uh, to his phone uh, of that post-it in my desk drawer. And he just thought that was the coolest thing ever that I had actually taken the time to write that down and think about it. But the reason I wrote it down is because I was chewing on that question so hard, which is why is it so hard to give ourselves grace? And the realization I came to is it's because when you grant yourself grace and you give yourself that compassion, it feels self-serving, right? We tend to only believe we deserve something only if someone else tells us we do. The fact that we're giving ourselves this get out of jail free card, so to speak, it really feels like it's something that we can't necessarily believe in because it's something we're telling ourselves and we don't have somebody else who we might think of as a position of authority telling us, hey, yeah, you're entitled to this. Even if somebody else tells us, hey, you deserve some grace and compassion here, we rarely believe it then anyway. I'm guilty of that. I can't even take a compliment well, let alone someone telling me I deserve grace for a past transgression, which transgression is just a big word talk for screwing up, right? I used to think that my approach to therapy and counseling, whatever you want to call it, was not the normal progression people tend to go through when they decide to get help. I was resistant. I was quite rude and insulting to the profession of this individual who I was seeking help from. At the end of the day, that's what I was doing. I was seeking help from somebody, yet I was being disrespectful of what they had to offer. But in writing this episode, I've changed my mind on what is a quote unquote normal path that leads people to seek help. I don't I don't think there is one normal way people decide to seek help. Everybody has their own unique experience and stories. You know, the reasons people seek help are as diverse as our own personalities. You know, uh, was my decision an act of desperation? 
Uh, I, I truly don't know the answer to that. All I knew then was that I was tired of messing up and screwing up the relationships I was in and that the woman I met and wanted to have a relationship with was very special. I wanted to give her the best version of myself possible. But not only that, I was tired of not being the best version of myself possible for me. I hated the fact that I had changed who I was to suit somebody else's happiness. There's there's a line in a song by Cody Johnson that says, I've changed so much about me and that's something that a man should never have to do. I was just trying to please you. That line resonates with me so much because of this journey that I was going through when I first heard that song. Um, It's interesting that God has a way of bringing you to these little nuggets of wisdom to show you that, yes, you are now on the right path. And I just I think that is brilliant in the master plan of it all. But not only did I believe she deserved that best version of me, but I wanted to get myself to the place where I could be the person I said I always wanted to be, but never had achieved before. And I knew that I had to try something different. And so that was the reason why I was giving therapy a shot. I I wanted to do something that I hadn't done before. And I know a lot of people who have sworn up and down that going to counseling and therapy uh, really worked for them. And so I am so glad that I I actually took uh, the time to do this. Seeking professional help to deal with my past was the best decision I ever made. It has helped shaping me into the man I am proud to be and always said I wanted to be. Uh, It has helped me build a life with that special woman I am proud to say is now my wife. I'm grateful every day to God that he helped me be humble enough to accept that I needed help. I needed the strength to seek it out and that I was able to find the support that I had in my now wife. She was extremely supportive of me uh, embarking on this journey of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, self-awareness, self-improvement, whatever you want to call it. Um, But uh, yeah, so now as, as tried as it may sound, I'm a believer. I believe in the process because I have seen it work in my own life and it has motivated me to share my story. Not because I think I'm better than anyone else or I'm special in any way. Uh, I'm doing this because I want people to know that it works and you can become the best version of yourself. And whatever stigmatism you may think comes along with going to therapy and counseling and reading those self-help books and whatever, whatever that stigmatism is that you've built up in your head, it is literally in your head. So why not go to a therapist or counselor who is qualified to dig around and root around in your brain to help you figure out what you need to do in order to become the best version of yourself? I know cheesy, trite. I sound like a self-help book. I'm sorry, but it's true. There's no other words that explain it. Okay, so just deal with it. And besides, you're tuning in and listening to this anyway, because, you know, deep down inside that You want to do something to change where you are today, too, and that maybe just maybe 
I can present the information to you in a way that will help you on your own personal journey to becoming a person you've always known you could be and should be, but didn't have the tools to get there. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this new format and the way I am producing this thing, because this is how it's going to be moving forward. You're just going to get me raw, unabated and my normal goofy self. So there's going to be a lot of uh, probably inappropriate comments and a little swearing here and there, but I'll try and keep that to a minimum. Uh, But hey, you know what? Life is messy. Life is uh, rarely what we expect it to be. And uh, yeah, I hope that together we can share some really good stories, have a few laughs, um, cry when necessary and grant ourselves all that uh, grace and compassion that we so, so richly deserve. All right. Again, I am Brandon Keller. I want to thank you once more for listening. And as always, please take care of yourselves and I will see you in the next episode.